I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. It is hour three. It means Mike Tannenbaum joins us on the program. Mike, how you doing? Good morning. Great. I'm in Pittsburgh, and I'm dealing with an inexperienced broadcaster here in Steve Levy, so I'll be carrying ah, him for the next three Steve. or four hours. So uh. I got, got my back brace on and, you know, see what I could do. I mean, so, uh, no, really looking forward to be a great matchup, Steeler-Buccaneer game. So, so I was at, uh, this was many, many years ago, I, before COVID, of course, I, I would be up in Bristol two days a week, and I met Steve's mother in the, in the cafeteria, <laughs> was, was the most loveliest woman um, ever. So please tell Steve I say hello, and, and I inquired about his, his beautiful mother. Um, so, uh, so with that being said, it's interesting. I'm glad, here's the thing, I'm glad you're in Pittsburgh, because I'm picking the Bucks as my survivor pick today. And I'm also, I'm teasing them down to minus three and a half, minus four. And Kiwi was like, oh, no, no, no. Tom Brady didn't go to practice on Saturday, didn't fly with the team. So now I'm like, this is the first I heard of it. So now I'm like, oh, snap. So I did some research. He went to, to, to Robert Kraft's wedding. It wasn't because he's like at home, you know, you know, eating cheeseburgers and French fries because his wife left him. He went to a wedding, right? And so... I, you, so, I mean, I'm, now I'm really intrigued. That you change, have, your finger, you have your finger on the pulse of this team better than anyone. Is this much ado about nothing? Or should we be concerned here? Should I change my survivor pick? Yeah, I, I think you're in great shape. Look, Blaine Gabbert could go out there today. Uh, this is just one of those games, guys, where um, they're missing <laughs> Othello Witherspoon, Cam Sutton, uh, Levi Wallace, Minka Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. and some pass rusher named T.J. Watts. So, Look, you know, one day Kenny Pickett could be a really good quarterback, guys. I like them coming out. Kind of remind me a little bit of a Matt Schaub type. But, gosh, today, you know, regardless if Tom Brady was there for yesterday's walkthrough or not, just on paper, I just don't see how Pittsburgh, first of all, like just getting lined up, you know, they just signed a couple guys from the practice squad. Like you got a high, you know, Kiwi, you know this as a defensive player. You want to disguise. You want to, you know, have simulated pressure. You want to have pressure. You want to drop eight. You want to bring the house. You like you got to be multiple and versatile against Tom Brady. And given all their injuries, guys, I think that that's going to make them very vanilla. Kiwi. Yeah, that that changes things. Yeah, it changes things after the reason for why he was out. I, I saw the headline, and I assume so. Thanks for thanks for that correction. Yeah, I mean, and no, yeah, and, uh, and no, and thanks Mike, for notifying. I had no idea. So I was just like, "Oh snap! Let me do some research here," um, because because I was I was thinking about changing my my survivor pick to uh, the 49ers against Atlanta. So no, thank you, Kiwi, for notifying me of that, and and thank you, Mike, uh, for that analysis. Really do appreciate it. All right, a lot to get into here, and and I want to start locally. Dan Graziano came out yesterday, Mike, and said that the Giants haven't even decided yet whether or not they're going to make an offer to Daniel Jones for a contract extension. As we know, if they would have picked up his fifth year option, it would have been $22 million, which is in the lower, lower, like lower, like bottom five of what teams normally pay for a a starting quarterback. I I said they should have picked it up last year. They didn't. Here we are. I'm just, I am 
I'm, I'll use the word shocked. I am shocked that this is a team and an organization, if they're, if they're being truthful. Listen, I, I believe Dan Graziano. He's great at what he does. But if that is true and they haven't even decided yet, what more do you need to see from this young man? Making chicken salad out of chicken poop is really what he's been doing. If, if, you are the, if you're the general manager um, of, of the Giants, are you at least kicking the can? Are you at least calling his agent and seeing what it would cost you to re-up him, Mike? Yeah, candidly, I look at Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley the same way, which is I want to keep both those guys. They're high character. They're productive. And neither one would be easily replaced. So um, now look. The devil, of course, is in the details, how much average per year, guarantees, how many years, and things like that. But foundationally, I'm hard-pressed to think that they're better without either of those players than with them. Kiwi, are, are you are you surprised is, is that, that they haven't even of, decided is, what they're going to do? No, I'm not, I'm not surprised that they're saying that publicly. Um, I would be surprised if they haven't internally already decided what they're doing. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe that they haven't even decided that. Um, my question to you, Mike, is... Is that because of what you've seen this in these first, you know, couple games that that you're now saying, okay, yes, the team is going to be better with them than without them. So, did they need to see this type of performance from both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley to make that decision? Well, I, I think for me, Kiwi, like I was always in on Saquon because he's such a weapon, even out of the backfield, because he could catch the ball so well. And I know, like we're you know, like we're sort of against this running back moniker now, right? Like we only want to pay receivers and not running backs. But I see him as like an explosive offensive player. And, again, he's tough. He hasn't been durable, but he's a great teammate. And to me, he's foundation. Now, we could talk about Alan Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, all these running back deals that haven't worked out. And, again, we could have a great discussion of how much you pay him. As it relates to Daniel Jones – I think there's a couple questions that are like similar to him, Jalen Hurts, Tua, which were young quarterbacks that have to show durability and ball security. Um, and if Daniel Jones can answer those two questions, look, there's going to be a ton of guys coming out next year. Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, that will be good players. But if you're sitting there and you're picking 15 or 16, you know, it's not like where Pittsburgh was, right? That's where they drafted in the vicinity of where they took Kenny Pickett. So I think those other guys are going to be top 10 picks. And the Giants are probably one or two more wins away from being out of the top 10. So now you have to say to yourself, like, if I'm architecting the Giants, I could re-sign Daniel Jones to what we hope to think is something reasonable, mid-market. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins. Maybe it's a little bit less guys, right? Or what's my alternative? So... I'm not saying he's perfect by any stretch, but to go beat Green Bay on the road, obviously it was international guys, mm-hmm. that says a lot to me. I mean, they, you know, look, Aaron Rodgers didn't make a couple plays down the stretch. You know, Don Martindale had some great play calls, but Daniel Jones played well. He played hurt, and to me that goes a long, long way. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, absolutely. Uh, would, you, would your game plan be extend Daniel Jones and tag Saquon Barkley? Would that be your game plan? I would, I would try to sign both of them because one of the things that you know I learned over the course of my career, guys, is when you sign a player and Kiwi, you know this, you're sending a message to your locker room like this is what I stand for, this is what we believe in, on the field, off the field. We had a really talented player in um, John Abraham who had a DUI. I just felt like early in my career I couldn't sign him to an extension because I thought that would send the wrong message to the locker room, and we traded him, turned that into Nick Mangold, and that turned out to be a really good decision for us. But my point is this. like I wouldn't franchise either one. I would try to get deals done because if I'm a young player, 
if I'm Andrew Thomas or, you know, some other young giants and I see that you're taking care of guys that were drafted here, developed here, got better here, that's the right message. And your audience ultimately is those young players that you hope one day it's Wandale Robinson, you hope one day it's Evan Neal. But it starts with taking care of your own before you go out into free agency. Again, Montana, I'm joining New York game day with... price is not... Yesterday's price is not today's price. So, you know, how much longer can they extend this, you know, without trying to get some communication done and, and, and try to get deals done? Guys, yeah, I, I want to spend some time talking. I wanted to spend some time talking on, on the drama surrounding uh, Dan Snyder in, in, in Washington and, and, and get your, your perspective here, uh, Mike. You know, again, uh, reports out of ESPN is that Dan Snyder has, quote unquote, dirt on Jerry Jones and a number of other owners along with Roger Goodell that he is threatening to expose if uh, he is forced, try to force to sell the team. He wants to also build a new stadium. He wants support there. There are certain things that Dan Snyder is demanding for Washington and his commanders. And if he doesn't get it, he's threatening to air some very dirty laundry. Um, you know, give, give us some more insight in, in what's happening here and, and how you think this is all going to play out, Mike. Yeah, so uh, I, I teach a class at uh, Columbia in the Masters of Sports Management program there, and we, we cover this sort of topic in league governance. And so the league fundamentally, guys, is set up to be extremely conservative. And what I mean by that, for any sort of change, so rule change, uh, ownership changes, you need 24 votes, not 17 out of 32, but 24. You need, you know, three quarters, and that's on purpose. So for them to vote out Dan Snyder, they're going to need 24 men and women, the owners, to say, hey, we don't want him to be the owner anymore. That's virtually impossible because if you could find nine people that are reticent to force somebody to sell, that's never going to happen. Like, it's really, really hard for that to happen. So with that said, all these other things come out. Some may be true. Obviously, I don't know. But the other way the league, if they wanted to make life hard, is they may not approve things like, not to get too into the weeds, guys, but there's a limit on how much money you can borrow um, as an owner of an NFL team. There's debt ratios. There are waivers for those ratios in contemplation of stadium expansions because, you know, logically, you need billions of dollars to build a new stadium. The new stadium is going to produce new revenue, and, you know, that turns out to be a win for the owner, the league, the players, because now there's a bigger pie to split up. So they could use other tactics like saying, hey, we're not going to extend a debt waiver where we have for other teams to make life harder. Uh, beyond that, Anita, like, again, look, a lot of this is speculation. I'm sure they're disappointed with a story that like that comes out. Dan Snyder and Washington obviously is going to deny it. And I thought Ron Rivera was at his finest the other night. I thought he was very passionate. And you could clearly see why so many players want to play for Coach Rivera. Um, it's really, really interesting to see how this all unfolds. Uh, the other big news before we take a break is, of course, uh, Matt Rule getting, getting firing, getting fired uh, with Carolina. Wilkes now steps in as the interim head coach. Also, no more Baker Mayfield. It's going to be P.J. Walker. I had David Newton on my L.A. radio show earlier this week uh, because, of course, they're, they're you're coast to coast, Rams. Anita. L.A., I New am. York. Anita, you're <laughs> coast to jeez. What about I, I Canada am. and Mexico? Yeah, not there yet. Not that just like sports gambling. Not there yet. Not there yet. But um but I had David Newton on my show because I wanted to do a deeper dive for Rams fans, of course, that were listening. David said that this team 
is, is really is, has had a great week of practice. Uh, they're really high up. Not that they didn't like Matt Rule. Not that they're happy that Matt Rule is gone. Uh, but they've, kind, they've come together. Also, he said, this team loves P.J. Walker. More so than Baker. More so than Cam. And they want to play hard for him. P.J. Walker is 2-0 with a point differential 52-10 in his two starts. On top of that, Carolina, top 10 pressure rate. The Rams have just been god-awful. Curious to get your thoughts. Matt Rule getting fired. And how do you think this Carolina Panthers team responds to uh, a very perplexing Rams team this year? I mean, if we just look at the colleges, guys, like I'm all in on Carolina. I mean, just look at what's going on um, in college, right? Like Wisconsin, Colorado, like they've played better since there's been changes in Nebraska. So um, if that means anything, you know, Steve Wilkes is a guy that's had a great reputation in the league, was a head coach, albeit briefly. Um, Baker Mayfield was not playing good football. So that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And there is something wrong with the Rams right now. They're, they're just not the same up front. Yeah, Whitworth. He's he's now on Thursday night. <laughs> That's right. He's playing on Thursday <laughs> night. Every Thursday night. That's what's wrong. Uh, he, he is Mike Tannenbaum. I'm Anita Marks. We have Matthias Kiwanuka. This is New York Game Day. Guys, when we come back, I've got some breaking news from Ian Rappaport pertaining to the Giants' offense. So uh, when we come back, let's uh, start doing our deep dive into both the Giants and the Jets' matchups for our last 30 minutes or 45 minutes here. Oh, we also have a Mike Tannenbaum bomb of the week coming your way as well here next on 90.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg and ESPN bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark. There's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today and new users get a hundred dollars in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. PN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Uh, Damian Harris, no go uh, for the Patriots. Stevenson should have a big day today. CeeDee Lamb with an ankle expected to play. Higgins with an ankle remains game-time decision for Cincinnati going up against the Saints. Mac Jones unlikely to play. So it uh, looks like um, uh, 
Zappy, I love that name, uh, Zappy is going to get another start for um, for the uh, the New England Patriots. Uh, Rams trying to trade Cam Akers, again, not with the team any longer because of personal reasons. Hope everything's okay. Uh, Jacoby Myers with his knee expected to play. Adam Schefter is reporting that Chris Olave concussion expected to sit. So the Saints are going to be without Olave, without Michael Thomas, and without Jarvis Landry. Love me some Taysom Hill today. It is time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. That's right. Brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. With that being said, Mike, drop your bomb, baby. The pain that will be felt tonight will be in the Philadelphia Eagle backfield. I like the Dallas Cowboys going into Philadelphia tonight and winning outright. Um, Whoa! I was so impressed. I was so impressed by Dallas last week and that front seven uh, coached by Dan Quinn and led by Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, amongst many others. And they dismantled the defending champs in L.A. and just think that they're the better team right now. Taking nothing away from Philly and the great start of Jalen Hurts and that great offensive line in Philadelphia, I just think uh, – What Dallas is doing right now, guys, is really impressive on defense. The Dallas Cowboys money line is plus 215. So what does that mean, folks? It means if you want to put $100 down on the Dallas Cowboys up, it's just straight out winning. Don't don't need your stinking six and a half points. Just straight up winning. You're going to win $215. Again, that's Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit SamuelPain.com. Kiwi, thoughts on uh, on the game tonight? Are you uh, are you on the same side as Mike? I'm I'm there. You have to respect what they've done. Oh. When you watch the Cowboys, uh, Michael Parsons pass rushing with a, a bad groin is difficult. Being as effective as he is, and being asked to drop into coverage sometimes, and then you add to that, you know, the other the other guys, you know, who make up the rest of that that line or the defense in general. They they've put together some really solid performances, and I think as good as Philadelphia is you know this this defense is going to have something to say about it but i think it's going to be uh, an amazing game to watch it's i think it's good for you know my you know my division the nfc east it's taken a lot of hits rightfully so you know this puts us back in the forefront it'll be a good game to watch by the way, this portion of the show brought to you by Slowman's. Call one eight six six oil deal to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil. Also brought to you by ESPN is driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on Coach USA bus. For scheduling and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. Gentlemen, some breaking news here from Ian Rappaport in the NFL Network. The Giants are expected to have not only Leonard Williams back in action today, but also rookie wide receiver Wandale Robinson active today for Daniel Jones. And we spent a lot of time talking about Daniel Jones. Like I said, what he's been able to do with next to nothing. Let's be honest, with all due respect, Richie James, Sills, these guys are four and five wide receivers on somebody else's roster. So Kiwi, let's start with you. Leo, definitely going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Robinson now helping offensively. Giants getting five and a half. I mean, you know, what do you feel that, that both these two cats do for both offense and defense? I think on on defense, 
specifically, I want them to just continue to play. As players start to um, come back at this point, we've already established, <clears throat> and I, they've already established an identity, and I don't want them to start doing things out of character. I don't want them to start, you know, putting in wrinkles or anything like that because they have certain players coming in. I think everybody who's been out there playing, you can exchange players in and out. You can spell players, but I would like for them to continue playing the type of defense that they are. Blitz, you know, and and, and try to try to get to the quarterback and then just play solid in the back. On offense, you know, I was talking to Jordan earlier, you know, at some point, they're going to have to take some of this load off of Saquon Barkley. I don't want to see him continue to carry the load, not because he's not performing, just because like he's, you know, as a player, you know, he's going into a big year. I want him to be healthy as the season progresses and continues to go. So all the help that they can get, all hands on deck, anybody who's who's capable and willing, like let's get him in there and let's get an opportunity. Daniel Jones has done a, a solid job um, in my in my opinion, but I would like to see him get some help. Um, Mike, you know, Kiwi and I spent, and I'm sorry, my dog just came in here to yell at me to tell me that he's ready to eat. Um, uh, <laughs> Kiwi and I earlier today, we were talking about really, I, I'm, I'm excited about this matchup. Wink Martindale, who we know was with the Giants, uh, with, the, with the Ravens for 12 years, his last four years as defensive coordinator, knows Lamar Jackson better than anyone on this planet. But his defense is a lot of blitzing and man coverage, which Lamar Jackson eats for lunch. So I'm really intrigued with, you know, this, this, this chess game that we're going to see tonight. Uh, your, you know, your thoughts are, are today. Uh, your thoughts on Wink Martindale and Lamar Jackson. How excited are you to see this matchup? Yeah, it should be a great uh, chess match. And I think what you'll see is, you know, pressure. But I think you'll see a lot of simulated pressure where maybe they come up. Uh, looks like it'll be cover zero and then maybe drop off in zone. Because as you said, you know, Lamar's been very effective against man-to-man. Um but clearly, he knows Lamar Jackson as well as anybody. And you know, one of the players that has really impressed me for the Giants, a little under the radar, like Darnay Holmes. Like when you pressure as much as Don Martindale does, and it goes back to the days of when I worked with Rex Ryan, where you're playing so much man-to-man, it puts so much pressure on your DBs. Now, look, they batted some balls down last week, and at some point, the Ravens are going to have to get off of press coverage today, but. It's, it's sort of like an all-in approach, and you know, credit to Giants. It's worked very effectively, but they do have to hold up on the back end, and it does make you vulnerable to the big play. Gentlemen, let's take a quick break. We come back. Let's switch our attention. What's going on with the Jets? As they are a surprising 3-2, and two, defeating the Miami Dolphins last week, and now on the road in Green Bay to take on a Green Bay Packers team with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, who in their tenure as their tandem, have not lost two games in a row. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of 
ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Um, okay, gentlemen, this is uh, Mike. Your first opportunity to talk about this Jets-Green Bay Packers matchup. This is a Jets team. They're sitting at 3-2. and two. I didn't expect them to be here. I thought there was a chance they'd go 0-9 oh, this season. So uh, this is a pleasant surprise. But this is going to be a tough matchup for them. Um, going up against, I know Green Bay Packers offense, not what it, it has been in, in years past. But this is also uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Matt LaFleur that do not lose two games back-to-back. What say you? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting season so far for the Jets. Like, give them credit. They won the games. You know, they beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. They had the miracle win in Cleveland, but it was a win. And then, you know, last week, you know, we were all looking forward to Teddy Bridgewater against Zach Wilson. And, you know, it was turned out to be Skylar Thompson. And, you know, they won in the game. And Brees Hall played really well. So, Give them credit, but uh, yeah, today is a step up in weight class, and you know if they can get this one, guys, like to beat Green Bay and Green Bay would just be a big, big step for this program. So um, it's a great opportunity for them, and um, you know it's remarkable the stat that you just gave about Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers. Like to win a football game in the NFL is really, really hard, and not to have back-to-back losses is remarkable. You know the only other X factor I would say, guys, is um, you know they are the Packers are coming back from London. And, you know, there's been a lot to be said. Uh, I remember being in a ton of league meetings about, you know, should the teams going over to Europe have the bye. I think it was the Colts were the first team two years ago that played in England, came back, had a home game, and they won. And when they did that, I think the league office was really encouraged by that because it, it just gave some flexibility on the bye week. So let's see what happens here. I mean, on paper, you'd say this is all Green Bay, but somehow the Jets have been resilient. Uh, you know, and, and Kiwi touched on it. Kiwi touched on it earlier that the 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 coming back from London and not playing um, and in and playing not having that buy is, is actually not too difficult for the the Giants because of obviously where New York is in in comparison to London. But Kiwi for the Green Bay Packers, do you feel the same way, or or because it's 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 even further west? that it's not so much. How do you feel that this Packers team is going to have an effect by playing in London last week? Yeah, I, th- I think every hour that you add on that plane for, for a trip has an effect, and, it, and mainly because, of, as you know, like you know, it dehydrates you when you're flying, it throws your sleep schedule off, and, and then you have a, a lot of different things that you have to get back in, in, in order. Um, my question for you, Mike, is you know, if the Jets do go in there and win, regardless of the, the Packers' 
you know, coming off of the, the London game, is this significant enough for it to be the beginning of a culture shift? I mean, we've we've sat here for, you know, years and, you know, the, the Jets have been taking it on the chin, you know, in terms of not having whatever it takes to, to get the job done. Do you think that this could be one of those wins that propels them into, you know, just uh, a different mindset, a different level of play consistently? 100% Kiwi. You know, if they could beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, I think it changes the narrative for the rest of the season. I think it puts them into a, hey, is this a playoff team now? Uh, you know, seven teams make the playoffs and, you know, the, give them, what, their fourth win. So, absolutely. You, you know, again, taking nothing away from their other wins, but, you know, Pittsburgh looks like they're down. Cleveland um, with a backup quarterback. Miami with a backup quarterback. Like, those were, you know, games that when you look at the Jets should have won, and they did. Um and it looks like a number of their young picks are playing well. You know, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall in particular. Garrett Wilson has shown some flashes. So um, this is clearly a better team. And, uh, I, look, I, if I was Robert Sala, I would begin and end every sentence this week with the word opportunity. Because, you know, Kiwi, like, you're making great points of, like, how you're perceived in the league is really meaningful. And players look at other teams and how the Jets will be viewed uh you know, within the league would be different if they could go into Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers. It's it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, nonetheless, you know, here's here's and I, I don't mean to play, you know, uh, negative Nelly here, but just keeping this in perspective, right? Like they lose to the Ravens 24 to nine. They beat they beat the Browns, but as we talked about, right, like a bonehead uh, decision on a Nick Chubb to not take a knee. Okay, but they still won. They still had to come back, and, and they beat them 31-30. to 30. Uh, They lost to the Bengals 27-12. And as you pointed out not too long ago, Mike, you know, the Steelers making the switch to rookie quarterback in, in Kenny Pickett. Midway through the game, he tosses three interceptions. Bodes well, obviously, for the Jets. They win 24-20. And the Dolphins, Teddy Bridgewater gets knocked out uh, the first series of the game, and Skylar Thompson comes in, who has not been able to practice. Uh, I, was, I was listening to... Um, uh, uh, and and I, I apologize. I'm I'm forgetting who the guy with us at ESPN who covers the Dolphins, uh, Jeff Darlington. And Jeff Darlington today on Daily Wager was saying the the way that uh, that Mike has his offense and the way he calls his plays, it's imperative. Like so, for example, Teddy Bridgewater probably could start today, but the fact that Skylar Thompson uh, took all the snaps at practice, especially on Wednesday and Thursday, is the big reason why he's getting the start. So now you're talking about a Skylar Thompson who came in, not taking a lot of snaps last week, trying to beat a Jets team as the third-string quarterback. And, of course, as we know, the Jets won 40-17. to 17. So, you know, it, two of these, the last two, two wins, somewhat questionable. And, and also, again, the Browns, if, if Nick Chubb would have been wiser, taking a knee with the Jets no timeouts and 90 seconds left, that would have been a sure win for the Browns. So, uh, you know, a little skepticism here, like pretenders or contenders. Is that fair? A, li- a little, Adita. Boy, you haven't had your cheddar cheese yet in Green Bay. Like, you're really, you know, like, that's more than a little skepticism. But I, my point to you is, is it warranted? I, I, know, I know I'm skeptical here, but I'm saying, and I'm asking either of you, is that warranted? Do, do, is, does that present a strong case to go, hmm? I, I, look, I, I think there's a great axiom, like Coach Parcell said, three decades ago, right? You are what your record is. And, you know, if I'm the Jets, like, I can't apologize that. First of all, like, 
you got to give them a little credit. They knocked out Teddy Bridgewater, right? So you got to give them credit for that. And then they won the games that they were scheduled. Like that Cleveland situation was a, a one percenter. Like that never happens, but it did. Steelers, like you said, it's probably different playing a rookie quarterback. Um, and that's why I think going back a little bit, uh, Anita, to what Kiwi was saying, like I just think the perception of the Jets is probably a little bit of what you said, and that's why if they can win today, obviously it's one game and the one loss column, but I just think the national sort of like perception of them would change dramatically. So, again, I, I think it, uh, the word is opportunity, and you got guys like Sauce Gardner and Brees Hall. Like They don't have the scars of the last four or five years where things haven't worked out. And hopefully they go in there and they play loose and, you know, they're playing with house money. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.